Let me bang you. I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus. I let you bang. I let you bang. Greetings, Mary's and Virgins. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to the MMA Roasted Podcast. We, we got two this week. Uh, I'm here with the, uh, the Dream Team. I got my man, Greg Romero-Wilson, who's getting smaller and in more shape by the minute. Uh, you look good, man. You look Thanks, good. buddy. Thank you. Are you nervous that, like, uh, I mean, you're funny, like, obviously you're hilarious, but sometimes, like, you see people that are, like, kind of chubby, mm. really funny with a chubby, and then they lose weight, and they don't get to be, at, they're not as funny, or they don't work mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. No, if anything, I'm afraid I might become fuckable. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I mean, you know, I'm a married man and it's really easy for me to go on the road because no one's trying to fuck me. But what if I lose? What if I become fuckable? And then be, I don't know. I've never been confronted with this problem. Now, I'm sure I'm not going to I'm not a cheater. I don't want to do that. It's not what I'm looking to do. But I'm just saying I've never really been confronted with it in a realistic way because, you know, what, I was what about acting not, parts? Like but acting parts, you see people that like when they like they're chubby, they work all the time. And then right. they no, it, you really do have to kind of recalibrate like every there there is definitely I thought I would book every a lot more stuff losing weight and I haven't booked anything since I've lost weight. So there is, I think, you know, because casting people know you as a certain thing and you fit a certain box for them, which is fat and funny, you know, and so then all of a sudden you're not as fat, but I'm still just as funny. And so I think there's there's a I I feel like there is going to be a process of kind of recalibrating my market and that could take probably uh, uh, up to a year. Um, But I think it'll come around. I think once people because that's the other thing, I think when you lose a bunch of weight, people also don't want to. update necessarily how they see you in case you gain it all back because most people do wind up gaining it back right so i i wonder if there's some of that too like they kind of wait to see if it sticks before they're like all right i guess we can start trying to send them in different directions so you know i mean i think there's you know for me and for them i think there's a bit of a, a learning curve but i think it'll come back around i mean talent's still talent baby of course of course mccorkle how are you all right. I haven't booked anything since I lost weight either, so don't feel bad, Greg. <laughs> Thank you. I Now I feel better. I feel like it's a common problem now. Right. Now, I, ha- I hate to start the podcast on two weeks in a row and a, a downer, but I do want to uh, talk about something that just I didn't even know Elias Theodoro was sick. Um, I, that, oh, man. Wow. Elias Oof. is a guy that like, I mean, he was just one of the nicest, most charming, funny, humble and should not have been as humble for as good looking as he was. So I mean, good looking. Like 12 pack. I mean, and just fun, free spirited guy yeah. that had like no martial art background at all, made it the UFC, just athletic uh, and, and will and talent at 34 years old, fucking uh, liver cancer. Liver cancer. And it just liver went like that. Um, and that. I feel like that's got to be genetic. That's got to be something that's in your family. You know what I mean? I don't know what else could have caused that. Someone's that healthy. That and, and these things happen. You know. I mean, like you know my, what happened to me. Obviously, I was a victim of my own choices. I know yeah. what I did. But with like, but there was somebody else uh, that we know that had one. But it's gen- it was genetic. He's a healthy guy. Was a thing, but it was a genetic thing that in his family they get the you know they have heart attacks and so that you know they clog up and and so maybe I, I would be inclined to think it was something with the same blessed genetics that made him a gorgeous monster. Uh, obviously may have also been what felt it, which is just a horrible, Crazy, what man. a tragedy, completely unfair. I mean, and I think like if I was no sick, idea, I don't think I anybody knew. I would tell everyone. I want to get the most sympathy as possible if I was sick. I mean, he didn't tell anybody. Uh, no one knew he was sick except for immediate family. And, and that just really kind of, uh, what was that Sunday night I found out? Like I got a text from my buddy Aaron that was like, sorry about Elias. I was like, what? And then I just Googled it. He sent me that. I was like, holy shit. And that just put me in a. I, I learned from your post. 
crazy. I didn't even see did. the the news, and then I'm like, what happened to him? And before you could even answer, I was obviously, you know, googling it, and immediately it came up, and I was like, oh my god. But uh, yeah, it's it totally sucks, and uh, man, you realize you how, how short life is. That that's a guy though, live life to the fullest. I mean, he was. It was like a romance novel. It was a ring girl. He was a fighter. He, he just got engaged. He was nice. He was just nice to everybody. That guy, yeah, nice to everybody. Um, and it, the last time I saw him, I, we did the it was a press conference with Toothless Tom and Jenny Savage, and there was this other girl, Ashley Gambino, and they were just going at it. And he was just taking bong hits the whole time, Elias in his Zoom corner, and it was just a really funny. Like ridiculous situation, but uh, Sean, you you met, you met Elias when you were the, uh, here, right in L.A. Yeah, I'll tell you what's crazy. I met him a couple times, and I'm not trying to be funny saying this. I'm being serious. Uh, I I didn't like him when I met him both times. Uh, I thought he was cocky and just like like I don't know insecure and stuff. But when I saw that the other day, I literally cried when I saw your post or whatever because I was like, Harry, I'm not liking this guy. I didn't even know him. I'm rooting for him to lose in fights because I've met him twice. I'm sure plenty of people don't like me after they meet me, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And then I saw that and I thought, um, you could say most. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but it makes you like, it really does make you realize, man, like it's uh, there's a difference between not liking somebody and then being happy they die. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. I saw that, I said, dude, what a does it like? I felt absolutely horrible for him uh, and then kind of felt bad for being hard on him. You know, even though he didn't know that I didn't like him, you know, or whatever, but uh, like, not that I didn't like him, but um, you know, like I said, I'm sure I rub people the wrong way too. So I say only the good die young, which that's good news for Brendan Schaub. He'll be around forever. <laughs> But um, it really is. I mean, it's uh, a lot of people would trade his 34 years for their lives because he really did do a lot, man, and accomplished a lot and uh, had uh, he was always doing something. It was funny. He always was like I was like, dude, does that dude have the greatest agent in the world or what? Because he always is on TV or doing this or doing that, you know, like, but I'm sure it was so most of it self-made. But, yeah, I, I literally cried, dude. I don't cry that often. But when I saw that it was in the middle of the night, I was just flipping through my phone and it it's devastated me, man. That's a. Uh, like yeah. I said, I only met him a couple of times, but spent all that time not liking him only to be brokenhearted when I saw he died, you know? So, uh, you know, I think this proves that once again, no one honors the dead like MMA roasted. <laughs> <laughs> we really know how to take your tragedy, tragedy and make it all about us. I mean, and, and, uh, and about us and Brandon Schaub. Schaub. And Brandon Schaub. Us and shitting Schaub. on Brandon Schaub. That's, that's what we do here at MMA roasted. So, uh, oh my God. Well, so I took my family. I, <laughs> I, I, I know a guy who's a, a magician he opens up that was the most mccorkle tribute you know (laughs) listen i if i die first and i'm assuming i will uh i mccorkle i need a mccorkle tribute at the memorial i need you to get up there and 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 shit on me first and then of course (laughs) i'll tell you and then explain how much it hurts so (laughs) i feel like uh, mccorkle's tombstone is gonna be like here lies for mccorkle who wanted to let everyone know Brendan Schaub is not funny. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like that'd be awesome. Here lies Brent, here lies Sean McCorkle. I don't like you either. That's what. <laughs> Here's like Sean McCorkle. It should have been Brendan Schaub. Okay. <laughs> Sean McCorkle died like Brendan Schaub on stage, or just something like. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and then in parentheses, it'll be like he wrote that headline and sent it to us. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did always say that I was going to write something before I die if I have any notice, and it's going to be like supposedly be like everybody's going to think it's heartfelt, but it's just going to be me roasting everyone who's there, you know, like or whatever. Have somebody read it out loud and be like, "Oh yeah, is, is my friend Ron here? Is he still ugly as fuck?" Like just clowning <laughs> everybody, you know, like uh, all my friends that are alive. Oh, you must do that. You must. Yeah. I actually wanted to get buried naked. And just just so my and invite all my exes in my funeral, so they had to see me naked like one last time. Like, 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 I love that you assume that all your exes are still holding a flame for you. So no, they're not. They're not. That if you pass, they're like, I must go. I must see him. No, one more time. No, no husband that's... and children with whom I've moved on by decades. No, I still. No, I don't want. I just. I'm making them see me naked. Like they like don't tell anyone. Like that. Like they have to come to the casket. Yeah, but you think they're gonna come to the fucking funeral, dude? The worst was at my. Good, good point. <laughs> Dude, at my stepmom's funeral, like my stepmom died, like, and they, they didn't tell uh, her mother, like the grandma, until the funeral, right? So they bring her to the funeral, and she looks in the casket, and she's got like dementia, and they're like, "That's Lena, your daughter." She's like, "No, it's not." And they're like, "No, yes, it is." 
She's like, that's not my dog. Uh, and they oh made God. her look at her for like 10 minutes. It was like beyond, it was like the worst episode of Punk ever. Uh, you know, that is so like- horrible. <laughs> well, and not to mention that when they pass, you know, I mean, they do as good a job as they can to make them look, you know, natural. And th- but they don't look natural. They do not look like themselves. And if you're not entirely all there to begin with, I can see where you're like, I don't know who that person because they don't. It's some, you all know right. what I mean? It's a sunken shell of what they were. I want to get thin enough and fit enough to have an evil Knievel funeral. Essentially, I want all these women to show up and congratulate my wife on, <laughs> on being the one that they all didn't get to be. And so uh, that's that that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. By the way, so, so I took my I took my my kid and my wife to the Magic Castle, which people don't know in LA, you have to get an invite to the Magic Castle by a, a, a magician. It's not an easy thing, right? So we go to the brunch. And then we go there and they have like six different rooms, all like people doing magic shows. Right. And it's pretty expensive. Yada, yada, yada. So anyway, we go to this one magic show and this woman's like barking. She's like telling me, you got to go to see this guy. He's great. He was like 18 years old. These two little kids are there. They must have been like 11 and 12, brother and sister. And the whole time they're like, this kid's doing like basic magic. Like we're putting the rings together and the rings go apart. They're like, hey, there's a slit there. Just like every trick he did. Just calling out the tricks. Yeah, every trick he did, these kids would shit on the trick and be like, thanks, "Uh." bud. Yeah, to the point where (laughs) the kids, like, the guy's like, I want to see you do it, right? Can you do it? And I'm like, no. So now I'm mad on on behalf of the kid getting like this Asian magician, right? Who's trying his hardest. Uh, Obviously, like, isn't the best with like people skills. Like, he's nervous. And everything they do is like, like the knot, they have a string with the knot goes Mm. down. The kid's like, oh, no, I can see the hole in the knot. Like, pointing out his map. Dude, I wanted to fucking murder these kids. but Actually, it's a thanks YouTube. <laughs> thanks to YouTube, they can see all these fucking tricks. So they go, like, I got it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize the magicians had other magicians that heckled them. That's awesome. <laughs> like you play the magic show and everybody's revealing your tricks. Amazing. Well, we go through it too. They see our clips online, then come to the show and yell out the fucking punchlines. Yeah. What's uh-huh. the difference? You know, in, Sh- in Shab's defense, though, when his crowd's yelling out, what the fuck, he thinks it's the punchline, but they're actually just talking about his comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, they keep yelling out my punchline, but like, no, that's just what they were saying in, in regard all to right. the jokes. So let's talk about the fights that happened this week. First of all, we we did a, we did a podcast last week. We put, I, I, oh I, my God. It took me nine hours to upload it. From the ship because the internet was like, it right. was like AOL, you know, 1984. So finally, nine hours, and I'm paying for this. I'm paying like $10 an hour, you know? So I'm, I'm out like $200 to get this fucking thing uploaded. And it keeps logging off and on and off and kicked off. I got to start over. So, and then events keep happening to make, to make it so that the whole podcast is fucking pointless. Yeah. Uh, First, All the fights we talked about did not happen. <laughs> First, the brawl happened, right? Which afterwards, all these conspiracy theories came up of like, it wasn't a real brawl. It was this and that. And in fact, you see Dana yesterday, Dana White had a press conference, right? And then, and he's like, fucking Pat Militich, you know, who, who did have a conspiracy about, about what really mm-hmm. happened. The fights weren't selling. And uh, they, they redid it so that everyone would talk about it. And he's like, Pat Militich is out of his fucking mind, blah, blah, blah. And someone's like, Brendan Schaub is the one who said it. He's like, oh, that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, even he's roasting Schaub. <laughs> so, um, my thoughts on it. I don't think it was a conspiracy where they, because I don't think that the Nate Diaz brothers and all these people are going to get together and say, hey, listen, we're not going to talk about this. Let's pretend there was a brawl and you throw it water. We're going to orchestrate it. And then I'm going to rematch you with these guys. I just don't think that you're going to get these people to play along with that. I, I don't think, and any, even if they sign NDAs, I don't think that Diaz brothers are trusted to sign an NDA and not give a fuck. Uh, they wouldn't be like, fuck this, this is what they fucking said. And all their teammates and everything else. So I think that, so, but it did, it was weird that they didn't show the actual crazy brawl that happened. Like I would have liked to what see. They what they did show was the, the lamest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like two people just saying something back and forth to each other. Like, like Cosmo, somebody said, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll see you eventually. Like that was it. Like that's, that's the big brawl backstage. 
like they said, there was a hundred people ready to fight, man. It was like, it was, I, and there's no way there's cameras everywhere in the UFC, man. When you're backstage like that, everybody's got a, you know, their cell phone, they got their cameras on, they got, they had camera crews back there. There's no way no one caught what was happening if something major happened for sure. So what do you, what do you think happened? You think they bought all the footage? I think they may have acted like there was something to stir up interest as far as that goes, but I don't think they had a conspiracy to change the whole fight card around. Cause that's what like Dana said, um, Dana said, you think I can orchestrate? He wanted to say these bunch of dumbasses or something, but he stopped himself. He said, if you think I can get these bunch of guys to like, yeah, exactly. These fucking assholes. No way. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're hard enough to deal with on the regular basis. There's no way they're going to come up with that, but, uh, they may have, they also may have, uh, they may have just seen an opportunity and taken it too. You know what I mean? Like they, they canceled the press conference and like, or when he couldn't make weight, be like, okay, well, we still want to save the card. Let's make the matchups better or something like that. You know, cause I don't think there's any way Cosmot said he offered his whole 2 million to Diaz to fight him still. And Diaz said no, uh, but it's probably because Diaz got 2 million or more to fight Ferguson yeah. in addition to his regular purse. So well, the, the actual um, fights that happened, right? Let's talk about the actual fights. Look, which I kind of figured this was going to wait. The actual fights were not great. And I kind of thought that's the way it was going to go down because when you, tra- I'm sure Sean, you know, when you train for a certain type of fighter, you're ready for that type of fighter. When all right. of a sudden they pick out of a hat and say, you're fighting this guy, you're fighting that guy. It's like Nate Diaz after the fight was like, I just wrestled for the last two months. Basically yeah. saying like, yeah, he said it. He literally he, said that. Um, now that fight, I was, I don't know what Nate was doing in the middle of the fight when he kept just like walking to the side. I was praying he wouldn't call off the fight. And be like, really? fuck this, I'm out of here. Like, That's I what I thought he was doing. I thought he was quitting. I thought he was, I thought he was pulling a no moss. Yeah. I thought I he thought was like, too. no, he went over, leaned against the thing. And it's like, at a certain point, where, when do you take a point away? At a certain point, like, how do you allow that to just be like, you know, you fight or, or the, it's over then. You're quitting. You're quitting. Why they didn't just stop it and be like. Tony running. He was getting frustrated with all the, all the spinning elbows and all that other shit. He was getting annoyed. I don't think he, so it was like, are we going to fight or not? I think that doesn't matter. You're not allowed to quit the fight because you're not happy about the way it's going. That's called tapping out. That's a TKO. Get the fuck out of here. Why they allowed that to happen over and over again. I have no fucking idea. Like what you give him a warning. One time he does it again. TKO. You quit. You're clearly, you quit the fight. You're not fighting. You walked away. You're fucking standing there. Yeah. No, no, no. So yeah, I think he, I think he was tired and that's a, the cool way to rest. You know what I mean? To him, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I think he was tired when he catches breath. And so then he's acting like this guy won't fight me. So I'll go over and turn my back to him and stand on the cage. Like I'm bored with it, but that's a good way to catch 10 or 15 seconds of breath, you know, without uh, engaging. But uh, yeah, it's just always, you know, Nick was doing the same thing to Anderson Silva, like just doing weird stuff like that, you know? And yeah, um, but it's a, uh, yeah, they both man. And like, I, I like him. Uh, I like Diaz yeah, a lot more than Tony, but uh they looked old and slow to me, man. I hate to say that. They say you get old overnight, and you know, in the fight game. Oh, they, they looked like equal. Yes, yes. Ne- the garbage. And then my favorite part of the whole night was when Tony gets choked out after looking like shit for what four rounds, yeah. and then he announces he's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot. There I'm a back, lot. you guys. Can you see it? That's right. I'm putting everybody on notice. Like, you just lost. <laughs> you just lost to a guy who hasn't fought in three fucking years. Are you kidding me? Oh, get the fuck out was, of here. The whole was thing lot. is a there joke. Was a lot, there was a lot going on there. Now, look, Nate Diaz afterwards saying, I'm going to boxing. I'm going this to- is the other thing that was hilarious. He doesn't even say what sport he's going to. Like, yeah. like it could have been table tennis or like, bowling which would have been funny in itself but he's like hey i'm done with this like there's other guys that are embarrassing us so you knew it was boxing and he was talking about and the whole time i'm like no the last thing i want to see is jake paul knock out nate diaz that would be the worst that would be the worst that would just prove there's no god if if if, if like imagine jake paul just you know flatlines well, nate diaz ah oh, i mean he's heavier he's younger he's stronger he's he's on stuff He's been boxing the whole time for three, four years. Well, first of all, he so, can't mean that if that's because he would say taking over another sport. Yeah. Well, I would assume that means taking over a sport, not going and joining a carnival. <laughs> so but that is as unrealistic as Tony making his big comeback on a loss. 
Neither of these statements make any fucking sense. Sean, what were you saying, Sean? I was saying literally when he said that he was going to go take over other like fighters or leaving the FC and embarrassing them in other avenues, I was like, damn, so Nate Diaz is going to do stand-up now? <laughs> yeah. So then, <laughs> so then Tony writes, uh, then Tony says he, he got into Harvard Business School, right? He's like, I'm going to Harvard Business School. I start in three weeks, right? So I wrote a joke. I'm like, I, you know, that's going to happen. I feel bad for the person who's going to have to tell him you have to apply and get into right. Harvard Business School. You can't just like show up and be <laughs> right. like, I'm at Harvard. And, and I texted it to Tony. He didn't like the joke. Uh, but uh, uh, Tony, I, I happen to like Tony Ferguson a lot. <laughs> but, but, um, but can you just get into Harvard Business School? Someone said you could do it online. Anyone can just get into Harvard. Like, doesn't he have to? I know. Maybe if your dad was an alumni and gives a million dollars, kind of like uh, the Fertitta son played at Notre Dame. He wasn't recruited by one other Division One school in the country, but he gave a million dollars to Notre Dame, and all of a sudden his son got a football scholarship there. Um, so I think that maybe that's the way it works. But, yeah, I think uh, I think not only is it hard to get in Harvard, like you could come from Northwestern or a school like that, you know what I mean, and try to transfer in, and you yeah. don't necessarily get in, even if you graduate. No, there was, Harvard. and then people had had some funny things, like 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 somebody. There's a video of a guy wrestling his professor uh, that like came out recently, and said someone said like Tony Day One. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Tony's making a lot of announcements that don't make any sense. It sounds like you know. Next thing you know, he's going to announce he's going to the moon. So. <laughs> But he, Listen, but he said, I, I don't know what to believe out of this guy right now. I really he's gonna, don't. He's going to walk into Harvard and be like, I'm back. And they're going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But he, no, he said Vitor Belfort helped him get in or helped him with, with the Harvard Business School or something. I, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Uh, with, but like, we have to stay tuned to this because this, this sounds awesome. Yeah. But, Vitor Belfort helping. You, yeah. That's like Adam helping me. Get into modeling. I mean, why, why not? I'm a male model now, guys. Uh, yeah, he helped me get into uh, Ford agency, and now uh, I'm a male model, just like Adam. But good luck. But good luck to uh, to, to Tony at Harvard Business School. I think they have to. They have to. It's just like the, the remake of Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, except it's Tony Ferguson. Um, I would that tell me that would be the best reality show. Uh, uh, people trying to he's like break dancing and like <laughs> like in class and all this other kind of stuff don did you watch the fights don yeah i did uh what did you Shocking think of, uh, what, what do you think of nate diaz versus tony ferguson uh, that was a good fight you know that they put on a great show it was a real good fight you know um definitely the main event caliber you know it's nice. bad to see one of those guys go down. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now the other fight, Chimaev, which I thought that was going to happen because you got a guy whose main Achilles heel is wrestling yeah. uh, against uh, and Kevin Holland versus a guy who's arguably looking like the best wrestler to ever step foot in the octagon, or one of them at least. I mean, not necessarily college wrestler wrestling for MMA, the guy, I guess, made the Olympic team for for Sweden or, or the national team. He, and that was crazy. Now, people were mad about the fake glove touch, right? But I, I'm kind of with Shemayev on this because you, ha- you had, like, security guards in the, in, the, in the octagon separating these two guys. These guys got into a fight the day before in the locker room where allegedly Shemayev kicked him in the stomach. They got to another altercation. Why would Kevin Holland think it's a good idea to then touch his glove when the fight starts? Or why wouldn't you do the thing beforehand of like, hey, touch glove or no, to see if the other person is going to do it? So, yeah. you know, Chimaev kind of went for a glove touch, but it looked like almost like it was like a this, a fake, went for the takedown. Uh, what, did you, what did you think about that, Don? I'm dumb as dumber, you know? Fuck. And why would you even want to touch gloves? I mean, that's supposed to be something that, uh, uh, you know, people who have some form of uh, sportsmanship do. And yeah. not guys that, that have gotten a fight the day before. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, a fight is a fight, you know? I mean, you get in that ring and he doesn't know you nothing. Sean? Yeah, I never did the t- glove touch before fights. I didn't like it. Um, I, I don't... I don't know. I just don't think it's, I don't think it has any place in it because you do have guys that take advantage of it. 
Um, but I think, uh, I think in a weird way, guys think if they do that, cause the guys always want to do it with me were guys that knew they were going to lose to me. I never had a guy that was going to kick my ass, do that. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's always the guy that's going to lose. Like they think somehow maybe he'll take it a little easier on me if we're friends right before. But, uh, Chemayev literally, I think would, would have murdered him if he could, like, I think he would have killed him. Like, I think Chemayev's actually out there trying to kill someone. So, um, not that Chechens have been known to be violent throughout their history. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he literally, when he says he wants to take their head, I think he wants to kill somebody. So that was a dumb move and even dumber to, uh, I mean, I don't think it would have affected, he was going to get taken down either way, but it definitely, it's a little bit dirty on Chemayev's part, but, uh, stupid to put your hand out there to begin with. So, I mean, that, but I don't get the whole eight and a half pounds. He missed weight by eight and a half pounds. The doctor told him to stop cutting weight, but then he still fought. Like what I'm confused on that part, Don, what happened there? It's just a lack of respect for your opponent and for the sport and for the crowd. You know, he's just saying fuck you to everybody. You know, he's not putting any effort into it. And, uh, hell, he, he should have lost more. He should have taken half his purse at least, you know, and then maybe a suspension in the future. I mean, there's, you know, if you miss weight by one or two pounds, that that's, that's, Kind of a kind of a quasi understandable, but uh, anything more than pound is ridiculous. Put it that way. Um, and uh, to go to go seven or eight pounds, that's just that's just a big fuck you to everybody. Sean, yeah, and the funny thing was, he wasn't even sorry about it. Like he's telling everybody, "So I missed weight." Like that's the he if he wants to be the bad guy. He definitely set himself up because everybody's booing him. It, I did find it interesting. I like Dana a lot, man. Dana's helped me out in the past. Uh, he's never been anything but nice. And I know a lot of people don't like him, but I thought it was funny that Dana was like, yeah, miss weight. No big deal. When normally Dana, he'll cut you, burn your house down, ruin your life. If you miss weight, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But that just shows like, I think that uh, Chamayev plays in a real big role in their plans for the Muslim market or whatever you call that, the Middle Eastern market. Maybe Muslim wasn't the best uh, term, right. but uh, I think they're doing a lot of stuff in Abu Dhabi <laughs> Dubai, and uh I think uh, they plan on him being a big star over there. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's weird that Dana's like, well, maybe we'll just have to have him fight at 180 next time. And I'm like, wait, you're creating a whole new weight class for the dude? Because he said 180, not 185, you know? Oh, so um, it, just craziness. But if it were anybody else that wasn't a big star like that, that he would have uh, probably wouldn't have fought, probably wouldn't have been suspended and everything else. But they got big plans for Chemayev, I think. So it's uh, – I'm sure they had a talk with him backstage and told him it can't happen again, you know, and, but this stuff too, by the way, they don't come check on you while you're cutting weight. The only way a doctor knows is if someone from your team, or if you go tell the doctor you're having trouble, they don't check on you. They don't come ask how your weight cuts going. They don't anything. They weigh you when you get there Tuesday, you get there, they weigh you. They ask you, are you sure you're going to make weight? And that's the last you hear from them on making weight unless you go talk to him. So. Greg. Uh, you know, I, it's this way in everything in life. You know, if you are, you know, a famous representative of them, you're definitely going to get different treatment than everybody else. It's as simple as that. That applies to everything. You know, whoever their stars are, they, they're going to definitely give them a different set of rules than apply to everybody else. So that's not surprising. If anything, I'm wondering if there is anything sinister here. Did Jemayev not want to make weight so that he could force a match with Kevin Holland because he didn't like this guy so much? You know, maybe this this thing had been brewing for a while. And he was like, I don't want to fight him. I want to fight that fucking guy. And I'm going to fight him the second I see him. And ultimately was just trying to force them to reshuffle it so he could. You know, what's crazy is he could have fought both. It's a much easier fight for him. Yeah. Yeah. Much easier fight for him than Diaz was, you know. It took nothing for him to take Holland down. He can always go back. The Diaz fight is guaranteed. He can always have that fight. A part of me thinks that maybe this guy doesn't even like fighting, to be honest. Like, he's just maybe like, amazing. oh, I think he loves it. <laughs> well, he's, uh, well, let's listen up. I mean, he, he's amazing at it. He's obviously incredible, but he doesn't, he almost quit. He, he, he like got COVID and he, and he almost quit. He basically quit fighting. And then the, uh, whoever the prime minister or, or president of, uh, Chechnya said, no, you're, you're, you, you have to fight. Fuck that. And then now he's fighting again. He doesn't like making weight. That's obvious. He flips out the whole week of the fight. He was fighting with people. He was getting into arguments. He was kicking people. The guy's obviously got some screws loose. And then at the end, when he won, he's like, I, ki- I kill everyone. You know, a la Akbar. It was, it was like, 
Like you, you can't, it was, it was insanity. Um, usually I kill everyone. Allah Akbar isn't followed by cheers in the United States. <laughs> like that's usually not the, uh, not exactly. Uh, he could, if he'd done that at Madison square garden, it probably would have been a riot. So oh, it's crazy, but he's, uh, but he's incredible at it. I just don't know if he likes everything that you have to do. Like, is this going to be one of those cases where you have a guy who has unlimited amount of talent, but essentially some, some shit goes down where you just never see him again. I mean, that, that's the thing about us fighting. I'm, I mean, Don, I'm sure, he, you know, you got some guys that are just incredible or something, but mentally they just don't. I mean, John Jones is, is a guy that like has all the talent in the world, but mentally couldn't seem to get it together. I mean, the story's not totally over with him, but uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I know that they're, they're, they're trying to make Colby Covington. Try- I mean, nobody, nobody likes making weight. Yeah, but eight pounds. No, I like tell, making weight. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, but eight and a half pounds is like a. It's like you tried and you said fuck it. Um, now, Colby Covington Shamaya, yeah. I would love to see that fight because I just think they match up really well together. I, I would give Colby the the advantage of striking, Shamaya the advantage of power, Shamaya the advantage in wrestling. Colby the advantage is in cardio and grappling. I would say you have to go with Shemaev, but you know, Colby's no slouch on the ground as far as wrestling, but it's just different kind of wrestling. Uh, who do you think wins that fight? Uh, McCorkle. Uh, I don't think Shemaev takes Colby down. And if he does, it's not easy. Um, so I don't think, uh, I think Colby probably wins that out, outlasts him uh, cardio wise uh, and beats him. I think uh, Usman beats him too. So um him against Gilbert Burns shows you he's not as great as they're pretending, man. Gilbert Burns is good, but he's not a world beater. And he, uh, I mean, he could have lost that fight against Burns easily. You know, like one one more round going a different way, and he could have lost that fight. So um, he'll do great against guys that can't wrestle. But you get up there with Usman and guys that uh, like Colby that can wrestle and uh, can keep from getting taken down, and he's going to struggle. What's up, people? Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one source for all football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Greg? I hope one of them beats him and then yells, I kill everyone! <laughs> <laughs> um, could you imagine? Like while the, they're standing over there, that's what I I mean, Colby has said things like, she, like, Khabib wears a sheep on his head so we can fuck it later. I mean, he has said some of the most fucking ridiculous things. Could you imagine the amount of vile negative energy that will go into those two. I mean, you might create a, another war. There might be a war uh, after that fight between um, MAGA and Chechnya, but oh my God. So, Don, who do you think wins that fight? Oh, good. Let's, let's hope we fight this one to win. What's he, <laughs> who do you think wins the fight, though? Between Colby and uh, Chamaya. I'm going to say Chechnya beats MAGA. What? What's that? Uh, I go with Colby because I think I think Jemaya's uh, about ready to crack. You know, he, I mean, all that fucking idiotic shit he does. You know, like you said, you don't know whether he really wants to fight or not, but he does. He's just a violent bastard. You know, <laughs> they all are. And um, uh, <laughs> he, he wants, he, he just, he, he doesn't give a fuck. And he, he's, getting ready, he's getting ready to crack. If he has to make weight, you know, if he's acting like he's acting like a turd for the whole week leading up to the fight, there's something wrong with the guy. And uh, there's a major screw loose, and he's going to lose it. Yeah. The question is, when uh, when Don said they're all violent, is he talking about Chechens, Muslims, or UFC fighters? I was trying to figure out which, which group <laughs> or MAGA for that. All the above. All the above. Uh man. Uh, now – other, now, I thought the, the D-Rod fight versus the Leech, I, I was rooting for D-Rod. He's 200-0 in jail fights uh, as well as street fights. 
He's a badass fighter, but I thought the Leech won. I, I hate to say it. it. It wasn't a complete robbery, but I thought the Leech won that fight. Uh, Greg? I, you're not the only one. Uh, the Leech thought he won, too. <laughs> and I also thought he won. I, I completely agreed with him. I thought it was really obvious. I mean, I thought scoring-wise, he should have absolutely won the fight. I, I guess maybe they voted on, on, on power shots over volume or something. I, I don't know. But I thought Lee absolutely did enough to win at least two of the rounds, if not all three. And if, if Daniel won one, it was the first round, I think, if I remember correctly, it's a few days now. But yeah, that one was one of those ones. This is why they say don't leave it up to the judges because it was a split decision, but it split the wrong way. When they said it was a split, I was like, it should still be. And his surprise, Lean's surprise, when he was just like, what? The? I was like, I'm with you, dude. I don't know what they were watching. I, I felt bad for him. He bought a new suit. He was so excited to wear it to the press conference. And then that got canceled. Then I thought he would have beaten Tony Ferguson pretty easily in that fight. Uh, and then he has to fight a guy 10 pounds heavier. He wins and he gets fucked by the judges. Sean. The last time a leech got beat in the UFC, he retired and went on to a stand-up comedy career. So oh, of course, I think he'll be going on to do uh, get on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast as much as possible and start doing stand-up comedy. Okay, we, I, you know, do. you beat this dead horse so badly. I'm beginning to feel bad for the horse. No, the horse is alive again now. He beat it. To, it's back alive. Like he, oh, he beat it. It, it died. It back to life. It's like when a guy knocks a guy out and it hits him and he comes back alive again. Yeah. Like he comes back awake. He was out and then he woke him up. Okay. So All Don right. Fry, uh, Leech, D-Rod, what do you think of that fight? I think he got robbed, too. I think it should have went the other way. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious he he had the advantage, you know, and everything is going good for him. But uh, you, you can't leave it up to the judges. It's just that's just the you know the fatal mistake everybody makes. You never made that mistake. Yeah, but his fights didn't have any judges. Uh, couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was fighting where you just fought till someone couldn't fight no more. It's exactly what happened. It was the Ken Shamrock. Then it went, it. went into overtime, right? No, Ken Shamrock. It it it, it was a split decision, but you know, I mean, I don't even see how they could have thought that. You know, I mean, it, Ken's a great fighter, and is a Really good, great fight, but uh, uh, I think I dominated the whole thing, you know. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, you That'd did. That'd be something for Ken and I to discuss one day. Now, uh, the the uh, Jake Collier versus uh, what, what's his name? Uh, that the huge black guy, the heavyweight. What, oh, uh, Chris Barnett, Chris Barnett. That fight, man, I was rooting for Collier because we had him on the podcast. You know, like like I said, he started fighting at a wedding. He was training under a treehouse. He was eating squirrels. It's just a, a great dude. He's eating more than squirrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, were those squirrels filled with McDonald's? <laughs> and he, he had that fight won. He, he had the fight won. And fucking, man, that other dude just somehow came back and, and beat him. It was, that was a crazy, that was the best fight of the night. But man, that was like a world star fight. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. John, what do you think of that fight? Dude, I love Chris Barnett. I've known him for a long time. I actually turned down a fight with him in 2012, I think, or no, 2011. I turned down a fight with him because at the time he was like nine and one, and they were going to bring him in as a replacement. And I watched him fight. I was like, I'm not fighting that dude, man. Like you could tell he was, he was throwing spinning back kicks and doing flips in his fights and stuff like crazy. I was like, and they're like, he's only 5'8". I'm like, dude, I don't care. He's 300 pounds. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, he still hits hard. And they wanted me to take it on four days' notice. I said, no, I'm not taking that fight on four days' notice with that dude. Man, i just been released from the UFC, and my other guy pulled out. But, um, yeah, no, he's always, he's a great guy, man. If I know him. Uh, I've hung out with him several times. He's, uh, he's from Georgia, I think. But uh, every time I go down to Pensacola, uh, there's something called Island Fights down there. Dean Toole puts on some great fights down there. And uh, I've hung out with him repeatedly. Great guy, man. I was happy for him. I felt bad because they took him to the hospital and I guess they just left him there. So he had to like walk back. He, he, did you, did you see they kicked out uh, the, uh, what's his name out? It had to Donnie walk Walker. Yeah. Well, yeah like I guess that really happened. Like that's like, I don't know what's going on, man. They kicked him out of the hospital. No, no. Kavanaugh and Walker, I guess didn't have tickets. Yeah, they do. They, that's true. The UFC, if you don't have a ticket, they won't let you in the arena. Even if you fought that night, like you, you can fight. I fought in Indianapolis, my hometown. I won, beat Mark Hunt in a minute, and they won't let me in the arena because I don't have a ticket. 
Are you kidding me? I was me? like, dude, are you kidding me? I can't walk in unless you show us a ticket. And I was like, is this the UFC or the, like, or the, you know, like the, the arena's rule. Cause I was really mad about it, man. So I had to, I had to say, I was going to go get my ticket stub and bring it back and show the lady. And then I didn't, I just went out to the arena and then disappeared. But uh, uh, yeah, they, uh, it was crazy, man. They, if you don't, the UFC wants you to buy a ticket. If you want to watch the fights, that's how crazy it is. That's like when you hear about, you know, these, these football players and they have to pay for a suite for their family, you know, and it's like, really, you don't get at least like one that you get to bring your family, you get no comps like Jesus Christ. The UFC wouldn't let Stefan Bonner bring anyone to, to his hall of fame thing. I think it was, they wouldn't let him bring anyone. They said that he could only, it's only one ticket for the hall of fame thing. Here he is getting inducted in the hall of fame and he has to pay for tickets for these people to come with him. I think it was Stefan Bonner, whoever it was told me uh, that it was that, but couldn't believe that none of his family could come because he wasn't going to buy tickets for them to watch him get inducted. Like that's how, that's how greedy they are on those tickets, man. God damn. That's crazy. Um, Speaking of football, I don't know if you guys watched, I sent you guys the link uh, to the Levy and Bell uh, versus um, what's his name? Uh, The running back, Adrian, Adrian Peterson. It was like, I guess it was like, an arena that held like 10,000 people and like there were 80 people there for these like uh, influencer fights. And I guess no tickets were sold. It was a horrible fight. Like neither of these guys, it was to the point where like there was videos of Adrian Peterson knocking people out, like inspiring. And I think Paulie Malignaggi was the thing. And he's like, I think he must've paid those people because he's not showing us anything here. Like they were just shitting on both of them. And, but then Levy and Bell came. Wait a minute. You mean two Old football players who've never fought professionally or amateur before weren't good at this. No, it was terrible. But I, then, I, I am shocked. I was Levy expecting it to be with an incredibly good. Right. Oh wow! Then he came in with an overhand right and not, and then knocked down and won the fight. A lot of people. That right were hand looked solid though. I'll give him that. That right hand was nasty. I, I was gonna say that is the one thing I saw, and he got him pretty. I mean, he went out. He knocked yeah. him the fuck out. So, I mean, but yeah, it would look, I mean, I've seen better street fights. That was, that was stupid. Well, Peterson says he's trying to go back to football. Does he have a chance, you think? No. Really? Yeah, he's too old. And, and then what's his name? Uh, the Swaggy P fight was terrible. Oh, he started doing, like, no, no. he dove out of the ring. The Swaggy I, I can't believe Swaggy P was fighting and I didn't know and I missed the fight. I wish I would have known that Swaggy P was on the card. All right, listen, if you had told me, I mean, that he's the real who's who. And, so. then, and then in bare knuckle boxing, Joe Riggs got knocked. Well, he was winning, but then he he got headbutt, knocked out by a headbutt. Who so was it? Joe Riggs. Against who? I don't know. Who, I don't know who the guy was. Like, I don't know. Who Is the guy that was. a legal move in illegal fighting? <laughs> So well, back, stupid. I mean, back Don, back in the day when you were fighting and headbutts were legal, did you practice headbutts in the gym? Uh, against uh, the the heavy bag, yeah, but you know you can't get anybody to stand there. Hey, uh, let me practice some headbutts. <laughs> okay, go right ahead. Wait, so you're sitting yeah, there, you're sitting there with a uh, heavy bag, throwing like one, two, and lefts and rights, and then headbutting the bag. Yeah, because you, you, there's really um, there is a technique to headbutting proper. You know, it's just it's like throwing a punch. You know, you've got to know how to how to wind up and throw it and tense. You know, and all that good stuff. And we're to, I mean, you, you don't want to throw your nose into the guy. You know, it'd, it'd be detrimental. So you would throw your forehead into his nose, and so you know, you it takes a little bit of coordination to it. Man, I would love to have video of Don Fred headbutting the. The bag that would be like my screensaver. Uh, like I would wake up in the morning, like like you should have a Don Fry alarm clock. Like get up, you pussy, you fucking varmint, get up, crikey, time to start your fucking day, you fucking liberal snowflake. And then you look over and he's headbutting a, a bag. <laughs> Quit crying. Get up, Joe Biden. Quit crying, you pussy. Joe, Joe Biden's ruined the country. Get the fuck out of bed. Like gotta, get up. You gotta go. No to reason to get out of bed. Boy, yeah, they're they're gonna there's only get up bed or nothing to do. There's no jobs. There's no money, no gas. What are you going to do? Get up and stare at the wall? Jeez. Don's <laughs> doing the opposite of an alarm clock. He's trying to keep you in bed. He's keeping you in bed. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you getting up for? World's turned to shit. No fucking that's water. What, that's what can happen when you hit your snooze button on your alarm. And it's Don Fry telling you to go back to sleep. Yeah, so, you hit the so, snooze. is like, fine, later. Ain't nothing to get up for anyway. <laughs> 
So Brendan Brendan Schaub, uh, fire back. He says, uh, he says, I've been nothing but cool to Dana White. Thought you learned from the last time I mentioned my name. Not surprised you're a bully. Always have been. I mean, you put on a pair of designer jeans, some hip sneakers. I think you're cool. You're still a dork with a frat boy vocabulary. Calling me and numerous people dummy, dumbass, fucking idiot. Because we have questions about the chaos. And he, he like goes on. Uh, he goes, uh, quit stealing my shows on Thick Boy Network and recreating it on Fight Pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now the Can US- we just start with the fact that Thick Boy... Not a great name. No, thick boy. Thick boy. Like what is it? Thick, thick. T H I. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. Did you guys see Joe Rogan clown on the name of his whiskey? No. Shop thought that you could just like share everybody. He sees that Connor, that Connor McGregor has a whiskey, so he thought you could just pay some company to make whiskey and everybody will buy it and sell it. And then he found out that you actually like have to market it and get get suppliers to try to sell it and hire reps and stuff. So he has a whiskey that no one buys, but he called it Tiger Thick because he's an idiot named his son Tiger, and it's thick with three C's. And so Joe Rogan to his face says, hey, "That's good whiskey. I, too bad you got a terrible." name for it you know or whatever he said to the name sucks it's all and it's funny like he just clowns his uh he keeps clowning his whiskey and shops like it's my son thing what the hell like oh god uh, yeah it's, uh, uh, it's funny. so so this week in uh the ufc <laughs> hey anybody want to shut up a uh, tiger six anybody six tiger anybody no no one wants that no. you don't know what it is what? I'm like, I'm i've got something for you right here baby Exactly. It sounds like you're about to blow a tiger. Are you kidding me? The one this that like so like the one that attacked boy. <laughs> the one that and sick boy. I'm sorry. That's an OnlyFans account. Get the fuck out of here with this. Well, he claims he has his own network because he has a YouTube channel. That's what he calls it. My own network. It's like, dude, that's not a network. I can have a YouTube channel right now if I want to sign up. All I need is an email address. But he always talks about, it. yeah, it's my own network. I don't need ESPN. I've got my own network. Like, yeah, YouTube oh, page. God. Uh, so Corey Sanhagen is fighting Song Yadong this week, uh, Saturday, uh, Sanhagen versus Yadong. I like Corey Sanhagen is like, I've hung out with him. He's actually kind of a nerdy guy, but he's really funny. Very, he has, he has a podcast with Mitch Fattel, uh, who is Mitch Fattel. Interesting. Mitch Fattel is one of the funniest people alive. Very, um, very underrated comedian. If you want to, if you want to laugh, go watch Mitch Fattel. There's a whole crop of like comedians that we came up with, uh, uh, Greg, that like were there before the YouTube explosion that yeah. never got their like their just due, in my opinion, like the the Pete Coriales or the the you know the Orny Adams or the the you know the Greg Rogels and I, I put Mitch Fatel in, in that situation too in that in that uh, but anyway, just wish so, he'd stop stealing his bits from Thick Boy. <laughs> Listen, so San Hagen, who I thought beat. Um, he, he, he lost to Peter Yana's last fight. I thought he beat Dillashaw. He beat Frankie Edgar. He beat Marlon Moraes. He lost to Aljamain Sterling. Song Yadong is coming off, uh, a win. He knocked out Marlon Moraes. He knocked out Julio Arce. He beat Casey Kenny. He lost to Kyler Phillips. Um, but Kyler is also a guy that no one knows about, but he's got kids really, really talented. Uh, I think San is going to win this fight. Uh, Don. Yeah, I'd go with San Hagen too. I agree. Greg. I also like San Hagen. Money, my money. <laughs> yeah, I just think this is a good fight for him. I think there's a good matchup stylistically. I think he'll be able to get him on the ground. I think he's going to do some weird things that Yudong isn't ready for. The <laughs> uh, Corkle. Yeah, I go no, wait, I got to pull a McCorkle and be like, I feel like I didn't get enough out of that joke, guys. Come on. <laughs> I Come like on. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. I'd go Sanhagen, man. He had a couple of close fights uh, with a couple of top uh, fighters. I don't remember who they were, but I remember thinking, man, that guy can't catch a break when he was fighting some of them guys. Like he uh, fought really well, but uh, yeah, I go Sanhagen. He's good, man. He's better than uh, better than his record recently would. Uh, I agree with that. Say. I think that's a great way of saying that too, McCorkle. He's better than his recent record. He really is a. He's just one of those guys for some reason that hasn't gone all the way for him, but he's really an incredible fighter. Speaking of uh. Your dog's not ready. Well, Greg, what's the worst blowjob you ever got? Uh, you know, teeth. I, I've gotten teeth a few times. Gotten, I've gotten hooked on the rim before. I mean, it, yeah, I've had some. And, and, and one girl, I, you know what the worst thing I ever had was a girl who aggressively jerked me off one time to the point where I just stopped her. 
Really? She was like, yeah, she was like, ah, you know, and I was just like, ah, you know, ah, stop, 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 stop. Like it fucking hurt, man. But I've had some, I, I've had a couple of teeth incidents in the, uh, in the blowjob game. Wait, I think. you, you tapped to a hand job? Yeah. I said, stop, just stop. Cause she was really, she was angry at it. She didn't seem, she didn't, she seemed mad at dicks in general. So you ever have a bad blowjob? Yeah. Mine was the worst. When the guy told me to stop, I was hurting him. <laughs> Is, I kept saying, you're using your teeth. I know. I should have <laughs> listened. Don, you? Yeah, I was six years old the first time I got molested. Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a good one. Oh. Oh. All right. This this is sorry, man. I'm, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, and, uh, and we drove well, how you hang out, Joe? <laughs> I thought this was going to be a fun little segment. We could, like, uh, it went from... <laughs> I thought this was going to be a good way to, to mix it up among the fight talk. I'll bring up a bad blowjob story, and then Don gets molested at six. And it's just uh, every time every time we start catching some steam, like it gets funny. Like we're talking about funny stuff. Don brings up getting molested, or I bring up Brittany Shop's comedy, and it just kills <laughs> the mood every yeah, time. Yeah, and it just yeah. I got close. I got close with McCorkle, not me, not me. Close with McCorkle. <laughs> yeah, close with McCorkle. All right. So also on the card, Chitty Bang, Chitty Bang. Yeah. Uh, Chitty and Jikawani, a guy that was like in Bellator, kind of not really, you know, he was losing a lot, winning a lot, didn't really have the best record, got on to a contender as a guy, as an opponent, won, and has just been fucking killing people as Did of late. Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang? Is that what you said? His name is, is, is uh, Chitty and Jikawani. Uh, uh, I literally thought you said Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I well, he did because that's like his nickname. That's like uh, oh, his, his, yeah. his name is Chitty Bang. He's got like a real deep voice. Like, like he sounds like Tone Loke. Um, and he's uh, he's <laughs> it's a straight he, 80s reference. <laughs> and he's gonna uh, he's won his last three fights. Um, and uh, he's fighting this guy, Gregory Rodriguez, who destroyed Julian Marquez. That's the guy that won his fight and then called out. Uh, Miley Cyrus on a date, and she said she would go out with him if he if he shaved MC in his chest hair, and he wouldn't do it. Ugh. And he, he's got a podcast with Kendra Lust. He's a great guy. He, he used to work at Top Golf when he was in the UFC. He's working at Top Golf. Anyway, uh, he that guy ran through Marquez. He's a tough guy. Uh, so this should be a good fight. Greg Rodriguez versus Chitty Bang. Also Andre Feely, who's a guy that was in high school. He had an ankle monitor on. Uh, for getting into fights. He couldn't leave the house. Joined Team Alpha Male. Got a missing tooth. Hot girlfriend. Uh, I think they've been together five years. He did comedy with me uh, and whatever. He also has a band. He has like a, a hardcore, like like just, you know, kind of like a corn kind of band. Um, it's weird. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> he, he, looks like, he, he looks like he'd have a nice uh, folk rock band. That's surprising. He's I gotta say, I love how Adam uh, brought up like an '80s reference to like compare somebody to, and he's like, he's like, you know, he reminds me of Tone Loke, and then he's like talking about Team Alpha Male. Those guys remind me of Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Like it's just a <laughs> bunch of '80s. I just kept having '80s references go through my head. That guy reminds me of Kit, uh, Michael Knight. Yeah, <laughs> remember BJ had that bear, right? He's fighting Bill <laughs> Algeo, who uh, has a win against Herbert Burns. Burns, like, I think that's where ACL. It's not like he quit in that fight, but he was, I think he tore his little leg. Uh, he's got a win over, Car- oh, he, lost her, he, lost, he went over Spike Carlisle, uh, which is a, a good win. That should be a good fight. I, although I'm picking touchy-feely. You guys? Every time I, t- I pick that guy, he loses. So uh, I'm going to go with Bill so that he might actually win. Uh, Sean? Same. I bet on Touchy Philly repeatedly, and he always uh, lost. So uh, he always lose, right? Anytime you, anytime I pick him, he goes out there and loses. So uh, forget it. I'm done with the guy. I pick the I pick Algio or whatever that guy's name is. And then Anthony Hernandez. Uh, he's the guy. He's won his last. Uh, he he knocked knocked out by Kevin Holland. He beat Rodolfo Vieira, who they were calling like the greatest black belt in the history. Like he's this guy. They just kept praising this guy, and then he tapped him by a guillotine. Um, and then he won his last fight against uh, Josh Fremd. Good dude. Uh, smokes a lot of weed, but good fight. He's fighting Mark Andre Barout, who has a win over uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja. Jordan Wright, his last fight. Uh, I'm picking um, Anthony in this one. Sarah McMahon, who is looking ripped. She's the girl, you know, she's silver medalist. Awesome girl. Great girl. Fun. 
just all around good person is taking on Aspen Ladd. That's the one who remember her like her like cornerman was like you just went off on her and people were saying it was like abusive. But I guess that's her boyfriend and her trainer. And then oh well, then it definitely couldn't be abusive. All right, I was gonna say it's acceptable as long as it's her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, if they were in a relationship, bro, yeah, I believe there's a song. It's called Smack My Bitch Up. Um, so yeah. that shows you totally fine so long as you're in a committed, loving relationship. So that should be a good fight. Uh, oh, boy. And then also uh, Jillian Roberts. Who do you like in it, though? I got to be honest. I like Aspen Ladd. I really do. I think she's got a, I think she's got a good shot to beat Sarah here. I think Sarah is looking great. Uh, she's fine. She looked great her last fight. She yeah. did, and she is on the comeback. I mean, she and she definitely has the experience. But I don't know. I I I thought Aspen Ladd actually looked pretty good in her last fight, despite all those things. I like her in this one. The good yeah. news is, whoever loses can say I'm back. But... <laughs> <laughs> so she's always winning. yeah. Whoever loses can declare that it's the comeback is on. Right. So so um, now Anderson Silva says his fight against Jake Paul. It's not about winning or losing. It's about how much I love this. Ah oh, shit! You, you forgot. You forgot the <laughs> end of money. that line. It, it, it's about how much I love this pile of money he's giving me <laughs> to go out there and lose. That's what he forgot the the rest of the sentence. In the quote. It's not about winning or losing. It's about me losing for money. Yeah, oh, man. Who, it's about how much I love all this money he's willing to give me, guys. Don, who wins this fight? Oh fuck. Uh, the white boy's going to win because uh, he's paying Anderson to take a dive. Thank you. Know? you. Thank That's you. All there is to it. You Don, know, I'm glad we're finally all on the same page about how rigged this shit is. Sean? If, uh, if Anderson loses and it's not by a wacky, wild right hand that no one could see coming, then I will agree with Greg that it's set up. Like, if he... He's a far better boxer, and the Jake Paul's not that fast that he should be able to catch him with a right hand, you know? So uh, unless Jake Paul's getting pieced up and just ducks his head and throws a wild one, knocks him out, then if he loses, if uh, if uh, Silva loses, then it's set up. Now, Jake's trying to bet Dana White $5 million. Um, and I don't think Dana's going to take the bet, though, right? Dana, I mean... Well, you shouldn't bet against the guy rigging the event. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That'd be like you betting Dana White on one of the UFC events. Well, I'm pretty sure he knows who's gonna win. I mean, that's not like, a rig, though. It's like it's like betting. It's more like betting on Vince McMahon who's gonna win WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. You know, and he's like, I don't know. I feel pretty good about the Rock this year. Like, uh, so you know, yeah. Is when these guys try to bet Dana White, like Snoop Dogg won the oh, bet yeah. Dana White. $2 million on a fight or something like that. Like Dana White's not going to risk that much money. Like Snoop Dogg doesn't have near the money Dana White has, not even in the same ballpark. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll bet you a million Dana. Like Dana gambles a million dollars on a hand of blackjack, but they act like they're intimidating him into, oh, he won't bet a million, you know? like So, so the PFL signed Muhammad Ali's grandson, uh, Biagio Ali, uh, to an amateur contract. Yes. <laughs> What does that mean exactly? I mean, aren't you an amateur league? I mean, well, no, no, I, I mean, they're not. They're not. They're professional Ali, fighters. Ali, I, I just, why, I, why do, I, do they have an amateur division? Ali Wall signs as an amateur and will debut in November, training to go pro with the PFL in 2023. So he hasn't even had a fight yet. Uh, so. <laughs> Almost like the famous last name had something to do with it. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's somehow connected. <laughs> Um, that's crazy. Nepotism runs the world. That's the way it goes. So you'll walk out, walk out the page with a photo of his grandfather, you know, hanging around his neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phil Baroni. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, he wants to fight on the undercard of the Jake Paul fight against, uh, Vitor Belfort. Not really sure that's a good idea. Yeah, that'd be a good one for him. Um, and listen, if they don't accept his offer, it'll probably still happen in the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, what else? I think that's I think that's uh, all the news for this week. Uh, what do you got coming up, Greg? This weekend, I will be in Flagstaff. Two shows Friday night. 
there at the Orpheum Theater. Please come out and join me. And on Saturday, I will be teaching my crowd work class at one in the afternoon there at the Orpheum Theater. So if you're not a a participating comedian, you can still take the class for $100. You can pay at the door. Nice. Uh, Sean? Uh, Nothing, as always. You know me. I stay not busy. So, Uh, um, Don? Well done. Indy my antibiotics every eight hours, you know, living the life of a uh, famous and happy and wonderful person, you know, geez, excited to be alive. I love We it. love you, Don. We, we are so excited to have you every single week, brother. I love yeah. seeing your face. Uh, <laughs> uh, this Friday, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be at JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona. Gilbert, Arizona this week, uh, JP's Comedy Club. You guys are amazing. Love you. Oh, guys. by the way, there's somebody that hit me up that said they're going to your show. I think they said on Friday. Yeah. And then they wanted to try and make it to my workshop on Saturday because I guess it's just, you know, it's up the hill. So uh, we'll see if that happens. I wish them good luck. I hope you make it to both. Honestly, though, you should come to my shows on Friday. I love. Thank you. I appreciate that, Greg. Uh, <laughs> well, you can go to yours on Thursday. You're doing a Thursday show. I, I you should I, go to yours on Thursday and mine on Friday. Wait, are you guys both in Arizona this week? Yeah. yeah. How far he's is it? it? He's saying Gilbert, but Gilbert is basically a suburb of Phoenix. Yeah. But I don't know now. We could have all. I would have came out there. And we could all got had Don come up to wherever you guys are at. We could have done a podcast live or something if I'd have known ahead of time. Uh, it's far- all right. We're about two and a half hours away from each other, so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it would have been. Take, take all right.